Hi, welcome to the Tom and Terry podcast. Uh, today we're watching Vanilla Sky, and if you're following along, you should see the Paramount logo right now. We are exactly... I have no idea how many minutes in. Uh, so it would just cut to black. So today I'm here watching Vanilla Sky, and I'm watching it with my really, really one of my best friends in the entire world, Ryan Williams. You can start talking with your <laughs> hi, mouth. Hi, hi Mike. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So we're watching Vanilla Sky. Um, uh, I'd like to preface this by saying uh, Ryan wanted to watch a Jerry Maguire, and I said absolutely yeah, not. I need, sa- I need to say I need to I need to save that for a potentially famous person that will literally never do this podcast. I uh, have seen Jerry Maguire fifty times, and so <laughs> this is another. So and then so I chose Vanilla Sky because this is another classic Tom Cruise. Cameron Crowe pairing that I've seen one time, <laughs> one time, and is widely regarded as not a very good movie. Yeah, I think I no, I've seen it two times. I saw it once when I was seventeen, and once in maybe like two thousand six. But no, not very good. It's very weird, and I very much don't understand it. So, so the whole thing with this is. Our first show. This is like this movie came out where we were like this was like peak Tom Cruise. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is when he he wanted to get weird, like Eyes Wide Shut era. Well, it was just like there was like you couldn't. There was like, Tom Cruise was. Oh, he's looking weird. You could do no wrong. He was perfect. Like literally the the first thirty seconds of this movie is Tom Cruise looking at how perfect his face. is. Yeah. So he's just like the the picture of vanity, right? And yeah. ra- Radiohead's playing, so you know it's like. Ultra deep. Yeah. Uh, so this is like peak Tom Cruise. This is peak Cameron Crowe. This came out right after um, Almost Famous, where it was like... Ugh. So this is basically two people. They're top of the game. So what do they choose to do? They choose to, to remake... This is a remake. Yeah, I didn't know that. Of a Spanish language film. Like Cousins Danger Row? <laughs> what? <laughs> Isn't that the movie from Arrested Development? Uh, <laughs> that's french but yeah, that's yeah same sure. no same place um so this is very interesting and so like this movie is like and this movie is also like peak uh to uh white guys in their 40s being able to do whatever they want cameron crow and tom cruise so like literally like their idea of a really cool guy is driving like a Ferrari through Manhattan, and he also he lives in the same apartment building that John Lennon lived in. Okay, so they're like that cool, right? Yeah, super cool. And Very like, New York. The only thing I knew about this movie or remembered about this movie is he had a badass car, and I'm such a bumpkin that I thought it was a Mustang. <laughs> Nothing cooler than a Mustang. Yeah. Black Mustang, what is baby. The coolest guy. What would the coolest guy drive? A Mustang. Black Mustang parks in the middle of Times Square. Yeah. This is not, and then, um, so this movie, when this movie came out, this movie was film. this movie came out November 11th, 2001. Whoa. Yes. Really? And they yeah. did this? Well, I mean, obviously it was filmed before that, but like, right, but so like, this is a very New York movie. Where they have like an abandoned, like Midtown, Man- Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of creepy. Um, which is like what Manhattan was like a couple weeks ago, at the time. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. So this movie is 
but so like this movie is like one of the most self-indulgent things that's ever existed. Like it is so self-indulgent. So wait, the it starts with her with Penelope Cruz's voice saying, "Open your eyes." Yeah, I feel like that's important, and I don't know why. It is important. So, like, essentially, like, I like, I can't spoil or alert this movie because it's literally a movie that's already been made and this movie can't, also came out, like, 15 years ago. Yeah, for sure. So, it's, like, so he, like, Penelope Cruz plays um, Tom Cruise's, like, love interest in this. His, like, and true this, love. Yeah, and so, like, this is the most self-indulgent movie of all time because Tom Cruise saw the original Spanish-language movie and then was like, you know what we should do? Just make that movie again, but it stars me. <laughs> And some <laughs> and, and they some did ba- it. <laughs> and some babes, I think, are hot. Yeah, and then and then so it was like literally no, it's like Penelope Cruz literally plays the same exact character. Oh, she's in the original. Yes, so she plays the same character, and then so it was like this was like there's like this really creepy thing that Tom Cruise was like he started doing it in Days of Thunder in like 1990, and it obviously it continued through to the 2000s where he would like. He would pick an actress and just basically be like... He vets his ladies for his life. He'd be like, bring her to me. <laughs> and then, like, he would, like... Ma- like, Nicole Kidman, like, he was, like... He saw her in a movie and was just like, she will be mine. Bring her to me. <laughs> Through the magic You know who film. should be my love interest in Days of Thunder? This weird Australian actress. Yeah, and the director's like, oh, no, Tom. Oh, and he's okay. like, yeah, no, she's perfect. And, like, Tom Cruise is like... Uh, Cameron Crowe is like, man, I really want to make another movie with you, Tom. He's like, you know what we should do? <laughs> make the same movie again that's already been made and there's a really hot mexican babe in it and she should play my love interest like yeah the only way he knows he could get her is if he makes the same exact movie it's like a sure thing essentially she, he pays he pays women a million dollars to kiss him 20 times and then like, <laughs> and, then he, and then, he, then he ends up dating them Oh my god! I do love that Penelope Cruz like never really like fell into under his spell because like he's like such a weird Scientologist and she's like she's just like nah I kick it out. Nah, <laughs> she's I like, I'll like... fuck you for a little bit, but like we're done. I feel like I remember as like a... oh he does have a Mustang. Oh cool, yeah he's cool. He has multiple cars because that's how cool he is. Multiple shiny. Well, all right. So his in his dream. He does the same exact thing, but he's got a Ferrari. So, like, that's the whole thing with this movie is it's, like, what's actually happening and what's not actually happening. Like, this movie is, like, convoluted as fuck. And it's, like, really, like, the whole th- the whole thing is, like, literally, this is a whole movie. So, um, Tom Cruise and Cameron Crowe can just be, like, what a cool guy this dude is. Yeah. It's the perfect cool guy versus yeah, an it's actual just like, this cool is guy. Just, this is just, like, a filler Dude, what's up with Cameron Diaz? She loves dancing in movies. Oh, your boy. Hell yeah, Jason Lee. That's not my boy. No, it's my boy. Uh, your boy in general. Yeah, I fucking love Jason Lee. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with Jason Lee. I was obsessed with mall rats and skateboarding. So what's really interesting and really funny is... So this movie is like... It's set in this thing where it's like... um It's set like in the near future. Yeah. So okay. the, they they actually say this movie takes place in like twenty one fifty one. Really? Yeah. So what? And which is like where they still have like gasoline powered Mustangs? <laughs> yeah. It's like so funny to watch movies like this that are like they're like in the near future, and then it's like how far 
we've actually progressed. Like the like never make a movie about the like near the idea future. that he has like he like he has like a PDA in his glove box where it's like no yeah. we have iPhones. They never yeah because <laughs> yeah, like, they never know where technology is gonna go. Yeah, it's like the even the idea of an iPhone is like so much more advanced than like what people could even think up at this time. Right. And like um, the concept of text messaging, which is like the new normal. Did, yeah, where it's like, like yeah, like the, even the, the idea of having a voicemail. You have nine new voicemails. <laughs> like I have zero. I haven't, yeah. I've had a voicemail in like ten years. When I get a voicemail, I get pissed off. Yeah, I assume, I assume one of my grandparents has died. Not Jason Lee. He's cool. He's old school. Look at his old shirt. He's so weird. So this is Jason Lee's like breakout role. No, he had been broken out at this point. I but. feel like he like did Mallrats, and I like wa- like was watching his oh, career. Oh. oh no! Don't crush oh. that Stang, bro. Sponsored by Mack Trucks. So he's like kind of stoked that they almost died. Yeah, I feel like he, his whole thing is he's like because he's just like a, such a cool playboy that it's just like man, he's just like he just has it all. And they're he, sort of no oh god. So and this is another thing where this is another pre digital revolution thing where he's like this millionaire playboy in the publishing industry, like he sure, makes yeah. magazines. <laughs> he's a uh, yeah, he's like a publishing magnate. <laughs> he's a billionaire from publishing magazines. <laughs> I feel like a dying art form at the time. Yeah. Courtney Love called to see if he got her email. He's so cool. He's so cool. He doesn't even give a fuck. What's up with that hat? He's legit wearing like a shitty bucket hat. Tom Cruise is so cool, man. He's pulling off that bucket hat. He looks like Pete Doherty or something. He... (laughs) He's literally the farthest from pulling off that bucket hat I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> That's just barely a hat. It's like knitted up top. Like it's, like, it's barely a hat. And it's like and it was it, barely on his head. Like He looks like the world's idiot, biggest idiot in it. Oh, no. A bunch of sticklers. Yeah. So he's just like this cool billionaire guy. And these are the seven dwarves. These are like the seven idiots. That just, oh, yeah. He does say that, right? Yeah. It's like this movie is like literally all just allusions to po- to other things. Right. He's so reckless. He's reckless in every form of the word. I want answers and I want them now. <laughs> Who's ready to party? I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's the whole thing is it's like his dad like started this publishing company. Oh, oh here we go. Going with the weird face. So everything so far has been a flashback. This is the this is the current time. Yeah. Oh. And then also it's like if this is the future like if your face gets fucked up, you don't put on like a really weird phantom of the opera mask like just get surgery. <laughs> In now time, we literally took someone's a dead person's face and put it on another person's skull. See, I'm, like, like, like like the idea that like they're like, "Oh man, you were in a really bad accident. You're permanently disfigured." No, that doesn't exist. <laughs> like that doesn't exist in 2016, let alone the future. So I feel like I'm a really dumb person and I'm not like uh I feel like that's I that's Michael could, Shannon, I, by the way, who is like yeah. who is now a very popular actor. I feel like I would figure out that 
there would be face switching. And then they would be able to do that. Right. Like when I was a kid. Like you're, you're, you're a billionaire. You have like almost limitless wealth. It's the future. But isn't the thing that he loses it all after the car crash? I don't think so. I feel like his like, his like, he tailspins. And they take the company, the seven dwarfs take the company away from him. I think you remember a lot more about this movie than I do. I know. It's starting to fucking so that's his get dad, unlocked. That's his dad. Very funny. That's actually a famous modern artist, Robert Rauschenberg. Such a weird casting to have Kurt Russell play like a psychologist. Yeah, so like this is the thing. So it's like very like so like even that where it's like they chose to have like they just use stock images of Robert Rauschenberg to portray Tom Cruise's like weird media magnet father. It's just like this whole movie is just like fucking old like so, like, Cameron Crowe and Tom Cruise are not baby boomers. Sure. But they're, like, of the age where it's, like, very much like how me and you are not Gen Xers, but we're of the age where we, like... We, we're in the in-between. Where we, we were, like, a little... Old, we were too, we were too young for Gen Xers, but, like, a lot of our pop culture milestones and touchstones are of the Gen Xer generation yeah for sure so it's like, like we romanticized the 90s but we were like we were like ten. five yeah <laughs> like, we were like five years old or whatever and then so it's like that's how like cameron cruise and tom cruise uh, cameron crow and tom cruise are about like baby boomer shit like they love like the beatles and like the who and all that right stuff. but it was like when that shit came out they were like yeah like they they probably weren't even born when the beatles played like ed sullivan theater right that sullivan show you know, but it's like, so it's like they were like, but that's, that's like the pop culture they interact with. And it's like, so it's like shit like that where they're like, oh man, living in John Lennon's house. That's so cool. That'd be so cool. He's the man. But like to us, John Lennon is like old news. It's like a dinosaur. Yeah, it's it's like, just like is, a, this is like key, like, this is like major key, like old people shit. Like the idea that like, like it's just like this is like the most self-indulgent thing i've ever seen in my entire life sure i wonder so to absolutely overanalyze whenever i like no you can't because like so that's the thing about this movie as well is like one it's a remake of another person's movie right cameron crow like when this movie came out this was like um the start of like sort of new media so cameron crow had a blog and he published, he posted so much shit about this movie and its interpretations and all this stuff. Like you, there's like you can't overanalyze. Right. The, he did like, it for him. The creator of this movie has already overanalyzed a movie that he did not even write. Right. I just wonder what the draw was for Tom Cruise. Like I feel like this. Tom Cruise saw the original. Oh man, he's su- he's such a he's such a man of the people, even though he's a billionaire. I feel like this is Tom. This movie is Tom Cruise starting to, if if we give him enough. See, she's famous too. If we give Tom Cruise enough credence to think that he's an an actual artist, which I do, and <laughs> which he is, <laughs> he explores his life through his craft. Then I feel like this movie is him being like exploring what it's like what he's struggling with being ultra famous and hated for being like a playboy. Hey, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff and where it's like, uh, 
it's oh shit he loves her it's very much like like this movie it's like honestly it's not him exploring anything honestly he saw the original at Cannes it was like that movie's dope. I wish I was in that. <laughs> I love <laughs> that movie. I wish it was mine. <laughs> I wish it was in English. <laughs> yeah. I wish I didn't have to read the subtitles. <laughs> Let's just make it over I, here. I wish it had me in it and it didn't have subtitles. I'll, I'll I'll make my friend Cameron Crow make it. <laughs> me and my friends will make it. This is um. So I'm a bit like Tom Cruise in this movie. How so? I'm a playboy. I'm a yeah. bit of an iconoclast. Like you're a billionaire playboy. <laughs> In modern terms, I am. I'm a billionaire play. Like I'm. I'm 2015 billionaire playboy. The internet could be um could be replacing the magazine industry yeah. in this scenario. And you know, I have a dope apartment. Yeah, this is nice in here. I have a dope. The, the only problem is I have a girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> she's not Penelope. She's not Mexican. I have a girl. The only difference is I have a girlfriend, but I am like this. I have it all. I have it all, but I'm a little sad inside, too. Sure. I'm like everybody. What the? Constant disruptor. How did he get holograms? This is the funniest thing is Cameron Crowe claims he was inundated with emails of people asking him how to get how to get that hologram thing. I mean... You're yeah. lying. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah. people understand the concept of a movie. That's like, yeah, that's like a bunch of people emailing Steven Spielberg being like, yo, man, where'd you find them dinosaurs at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, no. No. Uh, I made it up because it's a movie and you can do anything. <laughs> it's not real. And he's like, and I had to explain to them, it's CGI. I was like, shut the fuck up, Cameron. That's not true. <laughs> that guy. This movie is chock full of character actors. Oh my god, yeah, dude. This movie is kind of... This is a bit of a drag. Yeah, but when, Cam- when um, Cameron Diaz starts going crazy... Yeah, I mean, that part is, like, really dope. Oh, I guess they are talking with sort of about the internet and shit. Oh, yeah. This movie's smarter than I give it credit for. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't claim to like be above this movie because I straight up will get lost five times. So, uh, Tom, uh, so in, so his apartment, um, he has a TV that just goes straight into the floor when you turn it off. Hell yeah. Always wanted that. I always wanted one at the foot of the bed. Right. But, so that goes in, that goes into like an island, like a little thing. No, it goes in, the one in my brain goes into the floor. See, cause, so this movie is so self indulgent that Cameron Crowe, and Tom Cruise had a brainstorming session of like cool shit that this guy should have. Yeah. And that was one of them. If this... And then Tom Cruise goes, I always wanted that, but I didn't realize that where does the TV go? Into the floor below you. <laughs> out of out of view. Away. <laughs> where does the TV go? And Away. It is, and it is a very self indulgent thing where you're like, Where does the TV go? I don't know, not in the room I'm in, so I don't care. <laughs> but but he also is a part it's not like he lives in like an like an ultra stark bare white apartment where like he doesn't want to see the tv it's clutter yeah, it's it clutter it it's very weird that he he does not have a minimal apartment where it's like can't have a tv in there yeah i'm i'm a magazine man i'm into the print i can't I have, have a tv I don't have time for tv that's like sleeping with the enemy i don't have time for tvs in the, to be where i am <laughs> 
What's her character's name? Do you know? Julianne, I believe. She has a um she has like a snappy name. Like it's like the kind of her last name rhymes with her first name. Julianne Marzipan. I don't know. <laughs> Julianne Gulianne. <laughs> Cameron Diaz is a bizarre actress. She's a bizarre actress. She's had a very bizarre career. Isn't she married to like someone? I don't know what she's doing. She's. It's like this was like around that time where it was like she was like a huge actor. Yeah, remember the sweetest thing? That movie's dope. And then it's just like it's, it, that was like a really weird time where it was like she was like the biggest actor, and it was like I was concerned with her love life. Like, yeah. that was the thing I thought about, where I was like, oh, is she fucking Justin Timberlake? Oh, what? yeah, she got married to Justin Timberlake. I don't think she did. I be, I don't know. She does have, I think she does have a thing for young people, because I think she was, like, I think she was dating uh, Kutch, too. Yeah, but she was, like, 45 at the time, and Justin Timberlake was, like, 30? And it's, like, who who gives a shit? I mean, I, who knows, but this is, like, yeah, this is, like, a, like, it's not that long ago. He but, can't decorate for fuck, considering he's a... Oh, he's got a smashed-up guitar, dude, because he's a rocker. It's Pete Townsend's guitar that he smashed at live at Leeds or whatever. <laughs> that's cool. If I was rich, I'd probably buy that. Pete Townsend's cool. So that was a, that's a replica. That's another bit of trivia, is that that's a replica. And, Tom, and like Cameron Crowe was like, I really wish I got the real one. Of course he does. But fucking, that's so stupid. He's a lame dork. It's not like he would be allowed to take the props home after the movie. But no, he like he just wanted the real one in the movie. Oh my god, that's so dumb. That's like being like, I wish I had, I wish that was a real hologram machine, and we didn't have to <laughs> yeah, use yeah. CGI. One of my greatest regrets about Vanilla Sky is that I didn't get a real hologram machine. <laughs> I should have invented a hologram machine so the movie had some authenticity. He, he, he saw that like Tupac hologram at Coachella. <laughs> no, like, god damn it. <laughs> I knew it was real. <laughs> All the emails I had to respond to. I knew it existed. What if he made it? What if the makers of that Tupac hologram technology was inspired by no, what Vanilla if, Sky? Yeah, well, what's Cam, Cameron Crowe been up to? Maybe he got involved in Coachella. There's, there's this dude, yeah, there's this like programming genius, and he sees Vanilla Sky, and he's like, if you can dream it, be it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, finally, it's finally the time. <laughs> I gotta make that thing. Everybody's been pissed, scared to go for it. <laughs> So, yeah, so, like, that's the whole thing is it's, like, Penelope Cruz is so down to earth. She doesn't care about his yeah, money. And she's his, a free and spirit. His, and his Robert Rauschenberg dad. <laughs> I know your dad is that artist guy, and I don't care. He's a, in his beautiful house that has multiple floors. Oh, word, this is his parents' house. I bet you he would live in just, like, a white box where the TV went in the floor if it was up to him. And just like a smashed up guitar on the wall. Oh, man. So that's the 90s fashion that's not making a comeback yet is the blazer with the T-shirt. Um, It's not, but it's like GQ. It's so funny because um, my friend Matt works at GQ. And... Um, like I have this conversation, and I, I've 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 been a GQ subscriber. I'm probably one of the few people that has a magazine subscription in 20, 2016. 
You got that cool rack for your magazines. You got to put something <laughs> like, on there. I literally there. get a magazine shipped to my apartment in the mail. Uh, he's got step and bindings that's so tight. He had a he has a like a starry night snowboard. Yeah, it's pretty tight. Um, so and so I always talk about that with Matt is the fact that like GQ's been around for like I don't know like sixty years or whatever, and it's like there's only so many. There's only so many men's styles to do, and also like they um they cater to a very small market where it's like, you know, it's like urban professionals. Nope. Urban professionals like in their twenties to forties or whatever. Yeah, like that's what they can, and there's only so many things you can do, so they just like keep on like recycling and like re all of their like style guides and all that stuff. It's all the same shit where it's like. Form-fitting suit. <laughs> right, but instead of a 20-year... What is it? Fashion's a 20-year cycle? 15-year cycle? It's like a two-year cycle with menswear because <laughs> there's not that much to do. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, they just do the same thing. So I was like actually talking to Matt because I have like... I have a job where I have a dress code now and uh, he was, I was like... And he was like... He was like, so you can't wear t-shirts? And I was like, no. And he's like, what if you showed up in like a dope suit and a t-shirt? <laughs> and he's like, no, you look so good. And I'll say shit to you. And I was like... It's still a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, not allowed to wear a t-shirt. But the, like, so that's what GQ does. Is like, so it's like, it's like young urban professionals. So it's like they have, like, say they have to wear a, a suit every day, and so it's like wear a t-shirt instead. <laughs> like, yeah, they just like they're like flaunt, flaunt the, the the dress code rules, break the rules while still kind of adhering to yeah, the rules. Also, there are still rules. <laughs> She said, when someone says thank you, you say te nada. Yeah. I do that. Uh, I do that. De nada? Te nada. It means like it was nothing. I thought it was de nada. D-E. I think te nada means like your, that's your your problem. (laughs) You're nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I do get weird looks. I do get weird looks when I say it. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. You're nothing. What is up with it? Why is his shirt like uh, bedazzled? Uh, he's oh, like a- and there's also like that's another thing where it's like bedazzled and it says like "dreamer" on it. Yeah, he has like it's a, all it's he, he's a brat's shirt. Don't you understand? Yeah, he's a dreamer. It's all a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> You're dreaming. You're dreaming. Don't you understand? So this <laughs> like, reality, yeah, right? Like, this he- is like this is supposed to be like she's such an idiot and a drunk. And she's like, she's like dancing with the caterer. Yeah, that character is written so shittily because it's like, she's a she's a single dimensional person. And right? then it's like her big crime is to like really like this guy, and he's like, oh, gross! I want to yeah. have sex with this banyan. <laughs> no, he's like, you like me too much. Yeah, I'm a oh, rich yuck. guy. Don't you know I hate myself? Yuck! I want to ha- I want to fuck this like Spanish girl that I. She met. has a dog. You would never have a dog. I met an hour ago. It's like, yo, you're fucking gross and stupid, and like, oh, have, her apartment. Have some cool. respect for uh, the person who whose biggest flaw is liking you. Fuck this movie. Yeah, and, she, and she's like, Cameron Diaz is like really nice to him. She like takes him into his room and gives him like a back massage and is like, hey, I know this is a tough day for you. Like, yeah, it's like. Let's just hang out. And he's like, no, get away from me. Yeah, it's like. 
<laughs> You're not Spanish. <laughs> Why can't you be Spanish? Ugh. Why can't you be a hot Spanish girl? That dog's cool. Her apartment's cool. Actually, I get it, man. Penelope Cruz is badass in this movie. <laughs> I get it. It's fine, and you can't have it. Sergio. Ooh, who's Sergio? I'd be scared of that guy. This was stupid. <laughs> Ooh, oh, oh hell rocks. yeah! <laughs> rocks, the turkey dinners, <laughs> the beer of the people, the, the beer that Jim says tastes like turkey dinner because he's a crazy person. <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> I drink Rolling Rocks. I'm not fancy. I fucking love Rolling Rocks. This is the first time he's heard that. <laughs> what? Uh, but I'm a publishing magnet and I wear a cool felt bucket hat. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that. <sighs> Not even giving a fuck oh about my laundry. God. She's so she's <laughs> such a free fucking spirit. What a manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> She's like, well, the laundry can wait. This is this is also like pre manic pixie dream girl, where it was like it was acceptable to have this in a movie. Yeah, sure. Where like, yeah, like this wouldn't be critiqued. Cam- I mean, Cameron Crowe is like he's essentially crafted. He essentially crafted like the whole manic pixie mani- manic pixie dream girl thing. Yeah, and this movie is like a classic example of that, where it's like, I'm gonna save you. This is this movie is like a prime example of um, like pre postmodern filmmaking where like this movie could never exist now because all the characters are so like archetypical and super boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah, and it's just like weird. It's just like so self indulgent. Like, they have um, they each character has like a one single motivation. Right. Un- pretty unwavering. Like her, like her whole point in this movie is to save this billionaire playboy from himself. Yeah, he's gonna, she's gonna, Ooh. she's gotta get. She's the disruptor. <laughs> she is a disruptor. <laughs> By the way, that's my new job title at my job. Is I'm a disruptor. The disruptor. You so you can wear so you should disrupt the dress code and wear a t-shirt under your jacket that says <laughs> I brought the it up. My, I brought it up. <laughs> Just bedazzles, <laughs> disruptor, bedazzles font. <laughs> So is the mask in the Spanish one, or is <laughs> that is, a flare? Yeah, I remember because they used to play. They played the Spanish one on Sundance when, or like around the time that this movie came out. So I saw it. Is it called Vanilla Sky in Spanish? No, it's called Abrir los Ojos, which means open your eyes. Way better. I uh, mean, way better in the sense that, like, what is this movie? putting on air is calling itself vanilla sky just say call it open your eyes the opening line in the movie is open your eyes and then and it's very funny is because and then vanilla sky honestly has nothing to do with this movie because he wanted to like that was just a title he had yeah but the last shot it's like isn't the last shot he jumps off a building and it's like the sky's super cloudy and full of puffy white clouds do you mean a sky? No, he has <laughs> like a vanilla, like vanilla cloud. <laughs> Look at him dancing. <laughs> I'm crazy. 
I'm crazy. I'm in a jail cell for some reason. And Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon is right now thinking like, I can't Tom, wait to be famous. Yeah, Tom Cruise. I'm such a better actor than you. This sucks. Oh my God, Salisbury Hill. What a good song. Yeah, the song rules. I am. Um, so we'll this, never. This is them falling in love. They spend, stay up all night drawing pictures and shit. I'll never not catch shit from my wife for thinking that. Uh, I thought that Phil Collins sang the song. <laughs> It would be cool. And yes, this movie's like super self-indulgent on Cameron Crowe's behalf. As well. I mean, it's obviously self-indulgent on Tom Cruise's part where he's like, he see, he literally saw a movie and thought it was dope and just was just like, I wish it should be me in that movie instead. Sure. And made people spend hundreds of hours and millions of dollars and then he got to make it. I want to say, yeah, it's like Cameron Crowe wrote it for himself, but he didn't write it because it's a director. (laughs) But then the thing is, it's all like Cameron Crowe got to be super self-indulgent. His wife wrote the soundtrack. Who's his wife? Nancy Wilson of Heart. Oh, okay. And then, and then he got a. Oh, look at how shitty! Like that's supposed to be a super dope drawing, but it's It's like like a Times Square caricature. Ooh, back to the Times Square. Uh, but uh, he. No, actually, that's pretty dope. I kind of like it. That's like how Noel tattoos. <laughs> would you get that tattoo? On Fuck you? yeah, <laughs> would I would. You get that dry tattoo. I absolutely would. <laughs> People would be like, well, "What's that tattoo?" Be like, tattoo? That's Tom a- Cruise's drawing of Penel or of Penelope Cruz in Vanilla Sky. Uh, My favorite movie. So. But then, and then he had Paul McCartney write like the theme song to this movie jesus christ like vanilla sky which i don't think i've ever even heard this is just an exercise in famous guys white guy white guy (laughs) jerk off yeah yeah rock and roll like changing of the guard rock and roll guy so if we can um he's so rich (laughs) if we can follow format for this podcast can we uh imagine what it would be like if tom hanks played tom cruise's role oh my god thank you Thank you for bringing up Tom Hanks, because I feel like I always do it too much. No, I love Tom Hanks. So, if Tom Hanks was in this movie, I mean, I think we're too soon. We're, we're too soon to judge. So, I mean, it would be very funny if, like, Tom Hanks at this time was in this movie, and he's supposed to be this billionaire playboy, because, like, he was starting to get, like, pretty doughy and old-looking. and like 2001. He's in his 60s now? No, he's like so. They're both like fifty eight right now. There, I think I I think Tom Hanks is in. He's like sixty one. I can look it up on my phone. Uh, so he'd be in his his mid to late forties. Yeah, like this is like he was he was like like I think you got mail came out around this time. Oh, he's so dope, and you got mail. I think he could have pulled it off, but it was like he wouldn't like you like around. Tom Hanks is. Fifty nine. Are they watching Charlie Rose right now? Yeah. So he's fifty nine. So he would be like in his forties. Totally, totally more believable that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, he, but like he was already getting sort of like dumpy and dad looking at that time. Sure. Oh, look at him trying to like. Who's that? Who knows? Robert Maplethorpe. Look at him, like, trying to, like, 
pee like a weird creeper and like sexually assault her. When <laughs> yeah, she she's like, like, hey, I'm trying to watch Charlie Rose right now. <laughs> like, oh, look at that Doug. Look at those, um. Yeah. Is he gonna get it? This is weird. Man. Life the Bad. sequel. Ooh, that's a dope name for a book. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing <laughs> book I've ever heard in my entire no, life. Life the sequel. You ever even think about that? And they snuck it in there because it's like this movie is all about how he's in a dream life and a real life. So this movie is just a dream, right? It's like his escape dream. I have no idea. It's fucking stupid. Oh, man. I remember thinking this movie was sick when I was 17. You did not think it was sick. No one liked this movie. Well, I was 17, so I was probably like, hey, Tom Cruise is cool as fuck. Well, Penelope actually, Cruz is good, so hot. That's a good thing to bring up. Like, how do you feel about Cameron Crowe? Like, I think, like, Tom Cruise is a smaller question. The bigger question is, how do you feel about Cameron Crowe? So I am in the major minority of people who straight up don't like Almost Famous. When I watch Almost Famous, I'm like, if Philip Seymour Hoffman wasn't in this movie, it would be super dumb. <laughs> he's like barely in them. I know. He's the only part that's cool because he's the only part that's like gives the movie any sort of heart. I think every all the other characters in that movie are ultra flat and dumb. It's very interesting, and then it's like it's interesting to like revisit it now because you're like, oh, like the reason why I thought this movie was good was for like five scenes in a two and, and a half hour long for movie. like childish reasons. That's one of those movies that doesn't age well because as you age and get smarter and wiser, hopefully, you realize that like. It's like this movie, like any movie that's based on like a person or a couple of people being like really self-indulgent and at the risk of other people's lives, they it's just a dumb movie. Yeah, like almost yeah, you're right. Like almost famous does not age well. Like I watched it again and I was like, Oh, like I get it. Like the tiny dancer scene is like That's kind cool. Of good, that's but cool. It, but it's but it's still it's like it doesn't age well. Like it's just like it does. It, it it does not get refined. Billy Crudup's character is such a fucking asshole. And when you're a kid, you're like, "Hey, man, I get it. We only get one life, and we gotta live it the way we need to." But it's like it's at the risk of like pe- other people's lives. Yeah, it's like it's not a very good movie. It, it is. It, well, I, I no, I, I would say it's good. I get, but yeah, it's not like it's not like it's. A, I don't think it's a bad movie because I think all movies are good. <laughs> I couldn't make it. And it obviously a lot of people like it, so it's good. I just don't like it. Overrated. Yeah, it's overrated. So I mean, yeah, that's almost famous. What do you feel? How do you feel about say anything? Um, I like it. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. Jerry Mags, you obviously love. Yeah, dude, Jerry Mags is the shit. That movie is like that's the thing is is like Cameron Crowe is really good at like he's almost like a. Like in his early, like now, obviously, like he fucking sucks. I feel like he's like, uh, but like he was, he was really good at me. Like he was almost like a meme. He's like almost like a, a viral, like a viral director. Whereas like he's really good at making like 
instead of like he makes scenes that are like memes where it's like you know it's like a guy holding up uh, holding up the the, the boombox yeah. boombox like show me the money yeah or like uh who's coming with me who's yeah it's like yeah like show me the money human head weighs nine pounds like and then like and nothing like, you know, in this movie and then almost fa- almost famous where it's like the tiny dancer scene i am a golden god like yeah like that shit where it's like it's like they're very memorable things they're very memorable scenes in an unmemorable movie i feel like cameron crowe is the guy that um who has like who runs with his initial idea right he's like what if there was a guy who runs a magazine business and he's like all fucked up and crazy and we run with it where most people would be like uh let's refine it let's let's try and like explore this yeah, like I feel like he comes up with these like scenes and then sort of builds a movie around those scenes. Like Probably. I feel like Jerry Maguire was like he had those like five or six. You had me at hello, and then like you gotta you gotta figure out how you get to you had me at hello. That's actually probably a really good way to make a movie. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> dude, like I like I remember like you just remember these like really good point like good yeah. points in movies but like the, so the problem with this movie is it doesn't really have any of those it has this part it has this part and then that's about it like i don't really remember much of yeah this movie. there's no like um catchphrases or anything in this yeah isn't it so weird how his one tooth is right in the middle of his face yeah so he has a perfect smile his smile's rebuilt right like yeah it is rebuilt but it's not perfect where it's like his one i wonder if they did that on purpose like i wonder if he was like cab my teeth but i i need a signature look so like you know bump the shit over a couple centimeters because if they just rebuilt his teeth why wouldn't they do it right i they probably like it was probably a limitation at the time Do you think he's done it again? Like, had his teeth rebuilt again? Well. Whoa. That's a wild line. Yeah, that is a wild line. There's there you had me a hello. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if that caught fire. <laughs> You're like at parties and people you are like throwing out references. So it's just like, you swallowed my speaking, cum. And speaking, like, of totally. a, speaking of like I swallowed your cum, like, I think that we, we taught uh, the movie Closer has like some serious I think, bangers. I, I think like, yeah, I think that movie is meme worthy. Why are we talking about Closer? That movie's Closer tight. rules. But like, yeah, where he's like, what does this cum taste like? And she's like, it tastes like yours, but sweeter. Oh, yeah. Such so, so meme-worthy that it became a chorus in a Fallout Boy song. Oh, that's awesome. Closer rules. Closer's such a gruff movie. It really digs deep into the human soul. I love it. That's, it's one of my favorite movies. And that movie is literally just like a movie of singular scenes. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So she was like... He's did he say to her, I don't want to be with you? And she did the if I can't have you, no one can. I don't know. I feel like he was just like, Hey, let's talk about this. And she was like, Nope, off a bridge. That's a pretty good shot. Yeah, that is a cool shot. Yeah, that's good. But like, and that is probably the only shot I remember from that movie. I feel like is this movie made before or after um Mulholland Drive? (laughs) Um, before, no, after. 
Yeah, because this makes sense that like maybe Cameron Crowe saw Mulholland Drive and was like, "Ooh, let's make a movie where it completely changes halfway through." Is that what happens in Mulholland Drive? Yeah. Well, Mulholland Drive was supposed to be a um a TV series. It was like he was con- David Lynch was contractually obligated to make another show after Twin Peaks, and he made an hour long pilot, which is the first half of Mulholland Drive, and they were like, "This sucks." We don't want it. And uh, so he decided to make it into a movie and made the back half. And it has like this really crazy hard cut in it. And he made the back half just like ultra weird. Hmm. Made a movie. You should watch it. It's really good. See, that's uh, we were actually talking about this last night. Whereas like um, things that people assume I know about. And I just don't correct David Lynch them. movies? David Lynch movies, Woody Allen movies. I know nothing about either of them, but people just talk to me about them. And I'm like, oh, totally. I so much like David Lynch more as uh, like an actor, like his character from Louis, than <laughs> yeah, as a great. movie maker. I'm like, yeah, David Lynch movies are great, but he's a really funny dude. And he's got that crazy hair. I want to see him all the time. Man, I love his hair. I gotta go pee. Vamp it up. All right. Bring me back a, that Asahi. Um. So, so the thing is about this movie is, so Cameron Crowe, in all of the press materials and stuff like that, he treats this movie essentially as his own, but the story is not his. He did not make this up. But he's, like, put all of his weird interpretations on it and where he's, like, it's, like, one of those, like, really annoying things that someone would do. And it seems, like, really, like, almost, you know, like, you're writing fan fiction or something where he's, like, where he's, like, intentionally made, like, he's expressly stated that he made a movie that is open to interpretation. Like, I find that so annoying where you're, like... We're like you're like you should a movie can be open to interpretation but like you need to have like even if you don't expressly state what your vision is like you need to have a vision of what you're doing like like to be like like that like it's intentionally murky so you can like so like you can think about it is like the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my entire life like like that's like like i don't know it's like almost giving rules to the viewer like you're like say like like it's, it's like like you make a you make like a sandwich and you're like it's supposed to taste bad no it's supposed to taste good like you should have a an express vision of what you're trying to do like to the idea to like to be like i made it i made it weird and confusing on purpose it's stupid. Like I don't, I don't feel like David Lynch would be makes it. I don't think I don't feel like David Lynch makes his movies and is like, like David Lynch. I don't think David Lynch would ever say like I intentionally make my movies confusing and open to interpretation. Like I think he has a clarity of he has a clarity of vision. It's just that like his clarity of vision is murky and open to interpretation sure so he's like a actual visionary he gives you what he sees and he doesn't care if you don't understand exactly it. yeah it's like it's but like cameron crow has expressly stated he's like i intentionally made this movie like 
weird and confusing. And which is like, just there's, saying, there's tons of ways to interpret. Which is it. just saying I'm not a good artist and I don't know how to put across what I th- what I think. Right? Yeah. It's like it's sort of like yeah. It's like it's. Which is why I love conceptual art, because you don't, because you just do that. Well, it's like somebody, like, I think conceptual art, you don't make conceptual art because you're like, I'm going to make some conceptual art now. It's like you make art and it's like how it, like, if it happens to fall into that genre. Yeah, for sure. Like, this is like that, this is very much like that where he's like, he's like, today I'm going to be an abstract painter. So I can't, like, I can't draw an actual picture. No eyes. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's just like stupid and corny and like half-baked. Yeah. Half-baked is a, um, well, a good movie, but it's a good way to think of this. Great New York City movie, just like Vanilla Sky. (laughs) Classic New York City movie. Top five classic New York City movies. Manhattan. Uh, Vanilla Sky. (laughs) Half-baked. There's only three. I remember uh, BuzzFeed did an article where it was like the top 20 quintessential New York City movies. And then like, I think a lot of them didn't even take place in New York City. Like three just had like a scene in New York. Yeah. It was like really weird. And like, I was like, I almost thought they were like trolling. <laughs> what were like, what were the weird ones? Well, it was like Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street does not. It, yeah, it's it, all on Long Island. Yeah. It's like, it's, that's not a New York City movie. Yeah, but it's New York City culture, baby. It's like in New York City for maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, sure. Maybe because it just says Wall Street. Yeah, but it's like, that's like the whole point is like he's not yeah. on Wall Street. And then, um, the, uh, oh, they had the Royal Tenenbaums on there, which is like, it's intentionally not New York City. Really? Yeah, it's like, it's never expressed. Isn't like, the house. In Park Slope? Well, it's like filmed in New York City, but it's like expressly not New York City. Is this guy trying to help him? This is like his, this is like his confidant. He's one of the seven dwarves. dwarves, I guess. I don't know. This, this is where the movie is like, oh, he's instead of a table, it's a bongo. (laughs) (laughs) That's how chilly it is. Yeah. So he puts his drink down and he, oh, oh there it is. No. It's, his face really doesn't look that bad. One of his eyes is chilling. The whole left side of his face is fine. Also, you're a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he was really that concerned and you he's can- a billionaire, he could just hire a makeup artist to give him a dope makeup job every morning. Right. Oh, looking to be in a creepazoid. Yeah. I'm heating. The hat game. Look at his head. The hat game in this movie is so weird. Dude, these are like early 2000s That's hats. an inside out beanie. Oh, God. He loves her. He's creeping around. I'm a creeper. Those are, are those her friends? Imagine if those were strangers and it's supposed to be like, she's just so wacky. She does that to strangers. Have a nice day. I've got some ice cream. Yeah. I eat ice cream in the daytime. Oh, it's no, a, salad. a salad. <laughs> so, yeah, she should be eating ice cream. She's a free spirit. Yeah, she shouldn't even care how her body looks or how Tom Cruise's face looks. Nope. Instead, in Cameron Crowe's mind. Or maybe in the Spanish movie, she eats a salad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what to think <laughs> anymore. Shot, this is not a shot for shot remake. It would be funny if it was, though. 
who made the um speaking of shot for shot remakes who made the psycho remake gus van sant oh yeah that's right where do you stand on that that's tight that's like a really weird thing to do yeah it was like a super weird thing to do yeah it was really cool it was really cool that it like caught fire and was a actual famous movie because it should have been something people were like that's cute and just not, not give a shit about. i think that was like the my first like that movie could have been honestly great this is a great line of conversation about remakes i think that was like my first conceptual like that was my first realization of the concept of a remake movie even though it's something like like Cape Fear is a remake, you know. Like oh, it is. Yeah, like there, like remakes have been it's something that's been around sure. for a long time. But like, they were supposed. They, I mean, when we were kids, they were. It was like a, a like a dirty secret. Like you were trying yeah, to pass like, shit it, off it, as well, your own. Yeah, and like did, this, they didn't. This was not a dirty secret. It was expressly known that it was a remake. Oh. Um, but it, I think that was. I think that was the first movie that might have, um, like. Uh, publicized like it was a remake right because i mean obviously you, you can't just make psycho and like psycho is like such a famous yeah. movie that like if you remake it you have to address the fact that it is a remake but i think that was like that was one of the first movies that i remember that was a remake like that was like one of the first movies that i remember that was like that i was like um talking about how i'm obsessed with the fact that i grew up obsessed with hbo and watched hbo like every every moment i wasn't at school right and i remember watching i might be making this up so i'm not going to say this is fact but i remember watching like a behind the scenes on the making of that movie and being like really into the psycho remake and like couldn't wait for it to come out I and i'd I never seen it. i'd never seen the original psycho right i don't think i ever saw the remake cool it's the same movie <laughs> <laughs> except with Anne haitian vince vaughn Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn is creepier than, um, what is it? It's, um, James, the guy from It's a Wonderful Life. No, it's not. But, no, I, it is. No, it's not. What's his name? Jimmy. Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter, but it's not, it's not the same actor. Okay. But I know what you're talking about. Um, so let's talk about remakes for a little bit. Got any faves? You got any raves? Yeah. <laughs> What's your raves? Jeers. Your... Cheers and jeers. Yeah. <laughs> cheers. What's your jeers? Oh, man. He's doing a classic Jerry Mags freak out right now. He's so good at freaking out. I don't know if I, off the top of my head, can think of any remakes that are cool. I can tell you mine. Right what? off the top of my head. What's that? <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Oh, Ocean's Eleven's so dope. <laughs> Clooney. Classic remake. Like, I think that, and like, it was so funny. So they remake Ocean's Eleven, and then they're like, that's so dope. We're just going to keep doing it. Oh, I know my favorite. Get smart with Steve Carell. Just, <laughs> just pretty good. I'm just kidding. It's Never seen bad. it. It's pretty funny. Steve, Steve Carell is fun. Steve Carell is good. So, speaking of remakes, there's been something, if you've been on the internet, very topical right now. There's a big remake that I think it actually came out this weekend. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about the remake of Ghostbusters? I'm totally fine with it. First of all, I heard that it's not a remake. It's the same universe, and it's a continuation of the story. And I wouldn't give a shit if it was a direct remake, because it's two different movies. It doesn't, Ghostbusters still exists. Go watch, go watch Ghostbusters if you, if you don't like the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> I mean, yes, obviously. 
And then also it is like everybody involved in it is they're widely recognized as top craftsmen of comedy. Yeah. And it's like, even if it's stupid, like Ghostbusters is a stupid movie and it rules because Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson and, uh, Harold Ramis are fucking funny. Yeah, it's it, it's very weird that people are so like they hate on it so much. It's not like it's not like from the team that brought you date movie and scary. It's yeah, like, sure. It's like Paul Meet Feig. the Spartans. Yeah, it's like it's like Paul Feig and like it's like hey you fucking Kirsten Wig and Melissa McCarthy and like all these people who are like renowned for being really good at comp- yeah. making funny movies. You loved everybody in the world loved Bridesmaids. Yeah, just take Bridesmaids <laughs> and put ghosts in it and just fucking. <laughs> like it you're gonna like it and and, and then there's there's like the idea that you you are like you're treating ghost busters as a sacred how dare you tear apart (laughs) the torah that is ghost busters (laughs) the movie a movie that literally starts a floating booger <laughs> main character yeah, and a big old marshmallow. How are you gonna? You're gonna tarnish it. You're gonna. You're making a mockery out of Ghostbusters. You, how dare you sully the like sully the good name of Dan Aykroyd shooting ghouls <laughs> with a laser gun? So stupid. Like it's so crazy to me. And it's like and so it's one of those things where then you're like, oh, so like this is legit. You're just like You don't like women. No chicks. No chicks allowed. No chick, no fat chicks. No chicks allowed as your ghost busters. Yeah. I hey, in my world, the only people busting ghosts are funny dudes. <laughs> funny dudes. Like it's like like you like if you're gonna like that's what it is. I feel like so um I feel like if Bill Murray wasn't in Ghostbusters. Nobody would give a shit. I feel like, and I kind of understand leaving Bill Murray's career alone. Like they're gonna remake. The remaking. best thing is Bill Murray's like cool. Yeah, I that is cool. I think but he's I, in it. I think people just have such a stake in Bill Murray in general that they're like, they're like, come on, man, leave leave Bill Murray alone. They're remaking Caddyshack. That's gonna suck. That's gonna be super stupid because Caddyshack is such a seventies movie. Ghostbusters, it doesn't matter if you remake it because it's not mm. not fucking real, and because it's all chicks. <laughs> yeah, because it's stupid women. They're dumb. They're not funny. Everyone knows they're not funny. <laughs> yeah, they can't be funny. They're not gonna pull off the humor. They're not gonna pull off the ghost humor. Conan, young Conan. I'm addicted to pain pills. Oof. If I was a billionaire, I would totally be addicted to painkillers. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Ninja from Deantward recently, like, like just recently, did this interview where he said Kanye West. He said like all these things that were supposed to be like inflammatory about Kanye West, but Kanye West is so weird that it was like all like I was like that's extremely unsurprising. Yeah. Like what? He was like, oh, he's addicted to pain pills, and well, he was like. He was like, he was like, firstly, I can't believe that he makes the music that he makes because he's like, he's like a retarded person. Ooh, Tom Cruise is in like a eyes wide shut scenario right now. He's in like, he's in like a club where people are getting sexy. Where people are doing yoga in the middle of the club. Oh, he's meeting up with Jason Lee. 
Um. So, oh, so he said that Kanye West is basically retarded, and then he said he's addicted to pain pills, and he starts screaming like a little baby if he doesn't get them. Yeah. And he said in the middle of recording, he just started watching very graphic anal sex videos, and then Kim Kardashian brought in banana pudding that she made. That makes so like, much sense. Yeah. And like, it's, it, it's, I don't care. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Kanye West could do anything, and it's just like, yeah, fine. I'm a billionaire, and the best thing I could do to to fix my face was wear a, <laughs> the world's cheapest mask. Yeah, yeah, a um, a mask that has like absolutely no life to it. It looks like the Michael Myers mask. Looks kind of cool, though. Like this is insane. This movie's so stupid. Like this is so. What's also that mask makes him look very Asian. Yeah, for sure. What's the deal with Jason Lee's Scientology? I'm trying to like put together the, the um. Oh, the that's map. very interesting. That's probably maybe is this where he? I'm thinking like maybe he started getting into Scientology at this time, and Tom Cruise is like, "You're going to be an, a number one Scientologist. Let's get you in some movies." That's very interesting. Because before this, he was just in fucking Mallrats, which was this his first movie. He's probably like in a couple weird like One Tree Hill episodes or something. Whoa! Because it's all. <laughs> Why don't you say that to my gross face? My gross face, which isn't that bad. Yeah, and also, yeah, it's like, also, I see people with fucked up faces all the time, and I'm not like, I don't give I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't stop aghast in the street. (laughs) (gasps) Why are you wearing a poorly constructed mask to cover that? Yeah. Oh, Tom Cruise is just going to get plowed right now. Mm -hmm. Another shot, another bud. Whoa! Hit him right back with a bitch. Tom Cruise called the bartender a bitch, and then the bartender called him one back. It's, I don't know. This weird, like, like, so are we supposed to like? Is that bartender supposed to be a cool guy? Young meatloaf. I mean, he had a ball chain necklace on, so yeah. But like, is he supposed to be cool, or he's like, "Hey, man, I'm cool with your face," or he's like, "Oh, I hate it." I think he was like. Also, that guy did play meatloaf in a the TV movie. Hell yeah! I think he was like. um Hey, this one's on the house. Sorry, I didn't look at your face. You're obviously going through something, which means he is a cool guy. Cause also, nice. but like he wasn't looking at his face just because like it was not like he didn't want to look at his face. He's like, <laughs> doing all these shit. He just didn't. And Tom Cruise immediately, because he's crazy and drunk, was like, "Hey, why didn't you look at my face? Why didn't you look at my fucked up face? I love how many shots of tequila he's doing." Oh no, the bartender's like, "You're a cool dude, bro. Let's blast some shots together." Maybe he's like, I can tell you're a millionaire. You're going to give me a bunch of buybacks. That's, uh, what's his name? That The guy who said that was uh, Mark Kozilek. Uh, Mark the Kozilek. famous. Wait, I know that name. Yeah, he's the singer-songwriter. What? Oh, um, Sun Kill Moon? Yes, that's Sun Kill Moon. 
Why? <laughs> Did he want to be an actor? He actually he, makes a lot of sense. He's, he's say, an almost famous as well. He's like he's in he's, oh, he's in Stillwater. Across, bro. Yeah, he's in Stillwater. He's like the bass player in Stillwater. I was gonna say, who would walk into a bathroom and just yell at that guy to fix his fucked up face? Mark Kozalek. He's very inflammatory. Yeah. <laughs> like I hate this, and also I hate the war on drugs. <laughs> I'll but. say, I'll say it all out loud. I don't give a fuck. I can't wait to be inflammatory on the internet ten years from now. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good Mark Kozalek impression. Yeah, for sure. He must have done a dozen shots of tequila in ten minutes. Yeah, he he'd be vomiting. Oh man, can you do a shot of tequila? Yeah, for sure. I love tequila. I actually like that's that's the only liquor that I like the taste of. So my thing, I you know, I'm a I'm a man of the people, totally. And I find mo- and most things where it's like, oh, you got to get the good stuff. I mean, like literally, we talked earlier about how I said the world's worst pizza is marginally different than the world's best pizza. And I agree. I attempt I attempt to find that good things are wildly overrated and overpriced. Tequila, tequila is the one thing yeah. where I'm like, bad tequila is fucking. Jose disgusting. Cuervo Gold is disgusting and will make me throw up, but I could drink a glass of Patron and be like, oof. Yeah, like that's the one thing where I like, like shitty, gross tequila, like like rack tequila, yeah, Ooh. is disgusting. Because tequila is an art form. It's crafted. It's crafted. You've you've lost me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way, right? I don't understand vodka. Vodka's vodka. Tequila is so dope, though. He's he's breaking it down to Penelope. See, this is what they thought was going to be the line right here. Say it right now. Oh, that's right. They, like that was supposed to be there. Like you had me at hello. We're both cats. I'll tell you in another life when we were both cats, but it it didn't catch. <laughs> I feel like this movie is like, um, yeah, it's like, it's like they're just trying to deal, like, a deal with existence and the whole, like, multiple. So it's, it's interesting that this movie doesn't resonate with you because you're a man who's (laughs) constantly going through an existential crisis. (laughs) Yeah, my existence is an existential crisis. (laughs) So it's, it's like, basically, that's what this whole movie is. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it maybe, doesn't really catch with you. Maybe I like this movie. It's starting to make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything sucks. Your face is fucked up, even if nobody else sees it. Your best friend is Jason Lee. That kind of sucks. You just love that. You love that Penelope Cruz, but she can't love you back because your face is gross. I never so imagine, man. It was like imagine you're Penelope Cruz, and like the last time, the last time you saw this dude, he was like super cool, sexy as fuck, like in control of himself. And the next time you see him, he literally has a mask on and is like Peel, fucking peels all, it off, and his face is hamburger. Like imagine that <laughs> she literally ran away from him. <laughs> uh, see you later. What 
What part of New York are they in? Meatpacking district? Yeah. We drank a little too much. You drank like a hundred tequilas. You did like 17 shots with that guy that looks like me love. <laughs> By the way, that sounds like a, a pretty decent night. I don't know why he's so upset. Dude, he looks like he's having a blast. And that girl was like... He was having a blast when he was blasting tequila. And then it all unraveled. Who's that guy? Why even put that extra? Did an extra just walks across the background for... Do a new... Do another take of take that. Two. No, that was for New York authenticity. Like, you're never alone, man. But, the, the, like, that seemed really weird because that guy obviously, like... Like, he kind of... He jumped th- He jumped through the shot. He did that skip, like, ooh, I'm on camera. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that dude was, a, like, a grip. <laughs> he, like, he, like, he dropped a mic ooh, off. Ooh, I'm in the shot. And Cameron Crow was like, no. Leave it. So authentic. <laughs> so really close like, the gate. He's like <laughs> Tom Cruise's performance as being drunk with facial prosthetics on <laughs> is perfect. Ooh, the mask on the back of the head is such a heavy handed metaphor. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, so what is what is the metaphor? And like and Cameron Crow would be like you figure. It yeah, out. that's that's for that's for you to that's for you to unpack. I don't really know. <laughs> and it's because I don't know. We put <laughs> the mask on the know. back of his head. I know it's got to mean something to somebody. We put the mask on the back of his head. I thought it looked dope, so we kept it. Ooh, a little REM, so you know it's sad. How do you feel about REM? So, I mean, and then there's like all these interpretations where it's like REM. So, dreaming. Yeah, sure. So they think this is where it becomes fake, is right here. Where, wait, now it's another change? He's running in and out of his dream. Yeah, and then there's like this idea that, um, there is the idea that it's all fake and it's just Jason Lee's like writing, like it's his Jason Lee's just story. Oh, that, if that's true, I fucking hate shit like that. I really hate shit like that in movies. When I watch a movie, I want it to be like, this is the movie. I hate, like, it was all a dream. Like, it Well, well, so here's here's a great example of that, uh, where I had a movie class in high school. Whoa, a charmed life. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So they think, like, this is where it's... Like, now this is, like, a new dream. All right, so you had a movie class in high school. See, look, his face is fine now. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> nope, still fucked up. Is it a dream? I feel like this is where he got in the script where Cameron Co. Or actually, there is no... The fucking movie's already made. I keep forgetting that. I was gonna say I keep. I think this is where Cameron Crowe was like, "Oh, this movie's going nowhere. We need to change things up." Well, he. I think he did change shit from the original, but not really. Um, what the fuck was I just talking? You about? had a movie class in high school. Oh, so like, oh, your savior you're like, I need a movie to be real. So a great example of that was my. We watched Usual, Usual Suspects, mm-hmm. which Jesse, when he was talking about Rain Man, has a great Usual Suspect. Watching Usual Suspects in high school story about spoilers. Oh yeah. I love that I can reference old 
episodes of my podcast. Hey, now. man, this shit's canon. Right? You got a narrative. You got a canon. Um, but he's uh, but I had to watch it in high school as well, and my teacher was like, my teacher was like, Usual Suspects sucks because everything you watched was not real and didn't happen. Why? Why? I haven't seen. I saw Usual Suspects once when I was fifteen or whenever it came out. This is like a great example of something that I, I assumed you were very well versed on, and you're not. Nope. The whole thing of Usual Suspects is it's Kevin Spacey's character telling this like really long, convoluted story about Kaiser Soze. Oh right, and it's to, all a lie. It's to all cover a lie. Up his he's, tracks. He's Kaiser yeah. Soze. Right. So like my teacher was like, "That movie sucks because you just watched." You just watched a dude telling a story. A lie for an hour. But hey, that's a movie. Yeah, that, that was like my argument. I was like, one, it's a movie, so it's like. But isn't isn't every movie just a a person telling a story? Yeah, and I was, so I was like, it's really. I was like, that's a really. He was like kind of an idiot, and then I was like, that's a really weird thing to say. Like that, you're like, you're like, this movie sucks now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Don't lie to me, movies. I need the truth. I kind of feel that way though, where I'm like. When it, when at the end, they wake up and it was all a dream or like, what's going on now? Oh, it's like, he's imagining she's there. Oh, those drawings are cool. Why? And she, she had like a bunch of figure drawing models in her apartment. Like what's up with figure drawing in this movie? Why is he in like a uh, like a cell? You know, we don't know yet. Oh, he killed her. I remember now. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think that's what happened. I don't care. What? Ooh. So you got some fugue state shit going on? Fucking probably. This movie is like so convoluted. <laughs> and it turns out he kills people at night when he sleepwalks. Yeah. Who's Ellie? There we go. Show me your face, Brad. <laughs> he's gonna take off his mask and it's gonna be he's gonna be perfect underneath. I bet. Yeah, probably. And it's like um a uh He's like compensating for some bad shit he did. Do you know the story of this movie? No. I don't know what's going on. I totally forget. (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. I can't wait for you to find out. I know. I want to. It sucks. I want to start paying attention. We did fix your face. I just said that. He can't do it. He can't look at his own stupid face because he hates himself so much. So this is sort of where they're like, um, like they're kind of being like, ooh, maybe there's a, let's peel this up. Maybe there's more to this onion. So it's like, this is a real stinky onion. (laughs) The guy from Berlin looks so stupid. This is the Jerry Maguire scene. (laughs) 
Have you ever had anesthesia? Uh, I had it a couple years ago for the first time when they took out my wisdom teeth, and it was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. What, like fading, fading into nothing? Well, have you ever had it? No, never. It's like, like, well, firstly, so they put a heart, they have a heart monitor on you, so yeah, you, so you can hear your own heartbeat. That's weird enough. And then, like, so, like, and then, it's like, the thing is, like, with anesthesia, you can fucking die. Yeah, I am. Um, it's like literally gas that like knocks your brain out. My mom just had surgery a couple weeks ago and I was in the room with her when all the doctors visited her like right before she went in and she spent she had to talk to like seven anesthesiologists cuz they were like they were like this is the most important part. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and you don't think about it cuz you're just like, "Oh, just put me to sleep, man." Well, it's like it's very well if you think about it, it's like it is like very like it's kind of crazy where it's like they give you gas. Yeah, they like induce a coma, kind of. Yeah, and it's like crazy because you're like, oh, this is how you like kill a person as well. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like a little more. This is how g- they used to execute people. <laughs> yeah, it's Just like- little- how they still execute people. Like, it's <laughs> give a it little- a tap. Like, if they turn the knob a little more, you just like are in an execution chamber. So it was that, and so it was like, so they like, they start putting the gas in. Ooh, look at those slip-ons. Hell yeah, looking cool. Yeah, those are tight. He's like in Chino. Yeah. Um, so they, so they, they start like turning the gas on, and they're like, all right, so like just start counting down from 100. And like, I, like, as they were putting, turning the gas on, and I was breathing it in, I started like in my head freaking out. Oh yeah. Cause I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then, like, I jumped out of an airplane and I was more scared. Yeah. Cause, okay. I mean, that's like letting, that's truly letting go. Yeah. And so, but, and then, so I was like freaking out in my head and I could hear my heart, the heart monitor. Like, I could hear my heartbeat increasing. Like, uh, I was freaking out. Oh, boy. And then it was like, so I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then the next moment, I, w- Matt Martin was in the room and it was over. That's it so it, crazy. It, it's like you don't even dream or anything or experience the time. It was literally like one. It's like the time is gone. Yeah, like it was that's like what my mom said. The next moment I was, the next moment I was awake and like Matt Martin was taking me out. And I've and but then the thing is, a lot of people, um, a lot of people have bad reactions to it and throw up and stuff. And but then they're like, and then like when they wake up, they like don't remember anything, and they're like they're like freaking like you've seen like the videos where they're like oh. Yeah, they're like uh, crying or like asking for yeah, weird like stuff. Yeah, like David after dentist. Yeah, 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 I like literally woke up and I was like, man, like I remember, like it was like I was completely lucid. I remember everything and like I was like completely fine. Yeah, like not you didn't you weren't groggy or like was I was like a little groggy, like I was just like a little sleepy, but like I remember everything. I was like I was like completely lucid. I was in control of my body. Like, all that stuff. Like, I remember I woke up, Matt was there, and then I asked the doctor for um, for my teeth. That's awesome. I thought you were going to say you asked the doctor for some ginger ale. No, I asked him for my teeth, which I still have. If these people are so in love, how come she couldn't fuck with him with his fucked up face? I like, mean- his face wasn't even that bad. He still looked like him. Well, like, this movie is, like, so weird and convoluted because I think there is, like, uh, like half an hour where this shit didn't actually happen. Yeah, so, right. This isn't where happening. Where this didn't happen and then, like, she was... This st- isn't happening. This isn't real life. 
No, I think it is. I don't think it is. Because this is the part, this is like the final act. No, this is not even close to the final act. Really? Dude, there's so many acts we gotta go through, dog. This is like a seven-act paradigm, where the middle act is like some bullshit. I fucking love Tom Cruise. Man. He's such a good actor. He is, and no one gives him credit for it. He's I think. a so they say that acting is just reacting or whatever. <laughs> I think he's. <laughs> says that. I, I don't know. I feel like I've heard that. Uh, I feel like he's really good at doing like uh, the face that says it all. Yeah, he's very he's very aware and in the scenes, and I think he's a really good actor. And I don't think people really give him credit for it. He's I un, I have an unabashed, unwavering love of Tom Cruise, and it's lifelong. And even when. Like, all that Katie Holmes shit was going on. I was like, whatever. Don't care. Fuck Katie Holmes. Tom Cruise rules. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. No. So, Tom Cruise and Penelope, Penelope Cruise are super duper in love and are giggling in a bed while Bob Dylan plays. Because that's apparently... Oh, Tom Cruise butt. <laughs> So we're kind of doing a montage right now. And it's like, if this movie is so cool and provocative, oh, wait, never mind. We just saw a nipple. I was going to say, why isn't there any nudity? It should just be open with it. They're doing the Armageddon animal cracker scene. Tom Cruise doesn't even look stoked. Is this a dream? There's really nothing to talk about right here. They're not doing anything. They're just making out on a couch, which looks pretty dope. Oh, yep. Recreate the free will and Bob Dylan scene. So they're recreating the scene, uh, the cover of Free Willing Bob Dylan, and like I like to say, which that, we made a T-shirt out. Yeah, of. I would like to say that it's like, oh man, so wildly self-indulgent and like corny. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, uh, we literally did the same exact. Well, thing. I think we we probably hate this movie because it's just too <laughs> yeah. close to home. <laughs> literally, literally did the same thing, and we did it. Uh, because you were like, oh, it's super even more self-indulgent. We made a whole T-shirt collection. I literally, we made a T-shirt collection about me breaking up with my girlfriend and being being sad, <laughs> and being sad. And me and Jim were just along for the ride. <laughs> You're like, just, dude, that's that's cool. Let's, let's <laughs> indulge, indulge, indulge yourself. I love that shit. <laughs> and that's an, uh, that. Uh, I mean that. That shirt where we recreated the the Free Will and Bob Dylan cover is a great example of um, sort of a blind spot in my pop culture that um, people assume I know something about. Like I know nothing about Bob Dylan. Like I know I th- Bob Dylan's greatest hits. Like I know I have a Bob Dylan like in my iTunes library or whatever. It's like Bob Dylan's greatest hits, and I'm like, so you know, like ten cool. songs, like a Rolling Stone, dude. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, I'm not like a Bob Dylan head at all. Uh, oh, Jason! I, I got freaked out too. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, but so when I was going through that breakup, I was driving in Vermont with my brother and don't think twice. It's all right. The oh, that song fucking rules. And then I was like, what? I was like, man, this song rules. Who even does this? And she's like, Are you kidding? It's like, a, it's like one of Bob Dylan's most famous songs. <laughs> Is this like a deep cut Dylan B-side? I didn't even know it was Bob Dylan. I was like, man, who is this troubadour? Which is insane because he has like, I feel like even somebody who's never listened to music. Has he has listened- a very distinctive voice. Yeah. Maybe I knew it was Bob Dylan, but I was just like, I was like, oh, this song is amazing. I've never even heard this before. Hey, Bob Dylan usually sucks, but this song is cool. And a, a, a funny thing is, so... um. On the screenplay, uh, when uh, Cameron Crowe handed in the screenplay for this movie. Ah! Ah! When Cameron Crowe handed in this. Oh, my God. That's super sad. Dreams within dreams within dreams. Yeah. It's like. That's, that's why this, it's like, this movie that's is. Like, that's literally a dream sequence in a flashback. This movie incepted itself. I like how we woke up like that, and but also you don't know if your face is still. Yeah, you, didn't go, you didn't go check. <laughs> I guess I guess he had enough faith that everything was chill. Um. But yeah, I think uh, Bob Dylan is another thing that people just assume I know about. Yeah, because I'm like a white guy <laughs> who wears like Converse All Stars. Yeah. I have no idea. They don't even they don't even think to ask you about Dillinger Four. Uh they do when I'm wearing one of my five <laughs> Dillinger Four T shirts. Hey, what's that T shirt? Oh, uh, only my favorite band of all time. I don't even super listen to Bob punk. Dylan. <laughs> I don't fuck with I don't fuck with that bullshit. Um I was actually having this conversation uh this week. Um was watching a lot of Limp Biscuit videos. Hell yeah. With my girlfriend. So like my girlfriend I just is, did that with Smash Mouth. So my girlfriend is a little she's like a couple years younger than me. She missed the window on new metal. Well what well, what I was saying was interesting was we you're you're a year older than me? Uh year and a half. Year and a half. So like we're at around the same age where we were just old enough that like when new metal came out uh, we had already formed our own musical opinions. Totally. So, like, I, like, but a lot of our friend, like, but also for me, it was, like, I had an older brother who, like. Put you on. Yeah, so, like, my musical opinions, by the time New Middle came out, like, I was already, like, but, like, most, I was already, like, I'm punk. Yeah. I'm uh, punk rock. I like, couldn't get the teeth in because Joey Coleman taught me about Descendants, and I was, like, I'm a rocker, dude. Fuck New Metal. Yeah, so it was, like, that was it. And then, like, another see, dream, dude. Like, another we're, thing. We're on our seventh dream. Yeah. So, like, this is where the movie becomes stupid and annoying. Um, <laughs> as opposed to this, uh, the last hour, which is gold. Yeah. Pure golds. They really tanked this thing in the end. Um, so, like, yeah. So, like, by the time when New Metal came out, I was, like, already like, I'm going to suck your dick. Um, that's what she was saying. Is that what she said? No. I wish. That would have been funnier. That's what she was saying with her eyes. Uh, oh, yeah. He kills her. I remember. 
he freaks out. He's going into that fugue state. So, okay, let's unpack this. In real four life, times really mean something. But anyway, so like, in real life, wait, in real life, I just got to get this cleared up. This is real life. He never got in the car accident. He never met Penelope Cruz, or maybe he met Penelope Cruz and, f- and had sex with her that one night. But then he just straight up ended with Cameron Diaz and they just live a life. Yeah. And they live together and he, he misses Penelope Cruz. So he had a, he's having a freak out right now. Weird. All right. So about, um, so he's losing his mind right now. Yeah. So he's a crazy person. Cause mom killed himself, killed herself. What are you saying about new metal? I derailed your story. Oh, she's crazy still. I love it. I love it. Even in this like crazy state, she's still crazy. She's the free spirit. I love that. I love that they were at least honest with the fact that he's five six. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's like uh, Cameron Crowe taking his buddy down a peg because he thinks he's such a hot boy. He's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, let's not forget you're a shorty, dude. Oh, so this is where he loses it all. He's like, he's losing his mind. But it's like. Watching this movie where you already know the concept of the whole movie, it's like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. I don't care about this guy. Yeah, like, we're so bored, we're literally talking about new metal, and I want to get back to the new metal. Yeah, get back to the new metal. So, I was saying, so, like, a lot of our friends and stuff like that, where it was, like, new metal came out in a time where it was, like, our age group, where it was that time where it was we were all that age where it was just, like, you liked whatever it was. Like whatever music you heard or was popular yeah, or like sure. aimed towards you. Yeah. So it was like so like when I was in like middle school, everyone was just listening to new metal because it was that it was there. That was the thing. Yeah. And it's like really interesting to me. And so like, but I never like I was like by that time I was like no, yeah, I'm punk. Yeah. But like my girlfriend, my girlfriend who's like three years younger than me, like she was like yeah, she was like yeah, I was listening to new metal just because like. Those are the CDs that were at, like... Yeah, like, I just bought them. Virgin. Like, yeah, or, like... Ooh. You fucked Cameron Diaz up. That's messed up. I, um, like... And then, but, so, it's, like, so, but I, like, have a total blind spot to new metal. Like, I know, like, the popular songs, but it was, like, a lot of my peers, they know, like, the deep cuts on, like, Korn's Follow the Leader. And I fucked with... So... I was a little, because I was a little bit older than you, New Metal started just, just early enough where I listened to uh, the two corn, the follow the leader and the corn record that has the, are you ready? Isn't that the, isn't that, or is that wrestling? No, that's a corn song. That's a blind. And the only reason I heard, I, the only, the, the first time I heard that corn song is it's at the end of uh, the street. Street Fighter 2 anime. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So I had a, so there was a weird point because I was an only child and because I lived That's on a, a pretty dope way to start a song though. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. Uh, because I was an only child and because I lived on a dirt road, I didn't, um, see my friends a lot. I would, it was like a uh, hike to go see my friends. So I spent a lot of time alone. And because there's no internet, I was like kind of subject to like whatever's out 
music sometimes. So I had this weird phase in my life where like, I remember doing my homework and listening to like cake, like the band cake, that fucking cake sucks. Cake super sucks. But I remember being a kid and just being like, this is pretty dope, man. He's going the distance (laughs) and like listening to corn records and being like, this is cool. And then like coming to when I started listening to like Blink-182 and being like, wow, that music really fucking sucks. What happened? And it was just like, there's no internet. Yeah, there's no internet. And like, it was just like. And then I got Kazaa and started downloading some serious hymn songs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Dude, that one song. Man, I'm about to listen to that after as soon as this podcast is over. Razorblade Romance. No, right here in my arms. Yeah, that song fucking rules. Yeah, it was cool. I bet you if you re- revisited those songs, you would find some like redeeming qualities. Speaking of him, Bam Margera's on Celebrity Rehab. Oh my god, he's off the rails, dude! I saw the trailer for it. I, I watched I, like I, half I, the episode and turned it off because it was too sad. Yeah, I had to turn it off. I when was he like, starts talking about Ryan Dunn, dude, that's close. Like I watched the first CKY video that I bought. For, nobody told me about it. I saw. Because I had seen Jump Off so a Building. So this speaks a lot to uh, this movie where we're literally now we're talking to <laughs> CQI. Sam Margera. I um, had seen Jump Off a Building, which is the sec- third Toy Machine video. And I was into BAM. And I saw this movie that was like Land Speed Wheels, CKY. And I asked the guy at the skate shop. I was like, what is this? He's like, it's not really a skate video. It's like of it's like skits and stuff, and I was like, "That sounds <laughs> you know super part, stupid." You know I'll the take parts it. You actually like in skate videos? It's all that. Yeah, he's like, he's like, it's just like stupid skits, and I was like, "Sold, I love it." And took it home and watched it, and then told all my friends about it, and then it caught fire, and I was like, "Yeah, obviously this movie fucking rules." Yeah, it but was- I so I loved Ryan Dunn. Like I was like, sure, I bought that movie Haggard and watched it. Like a hundred times. And was like, I was like, Ryan Dunn is a good actor. (laughs) And then when CK or when Jack eyes caught fire, I was like, hell yeah, my boy is getting some work. And then he fucking died and bam, never recovered. And it was really sad because, um, so I was watching the preview for it and I literally had to turn it off because it depressed me too much because he is like, and I'm seeing it now in some of my friends who have like legitimate drinking problems where um they talk like uh like Muhammad Ali. Like 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 literally like their brain is fucked up where like they can't talk right. Right. Where it's like really slow, slurred speech, like but just all the time. They're just searching for words all the time because they're like killed millions of brain cells yeah it's like where you're like oh like you talk like uh, a football player that's got like had too many concussions yeah. but literally just from drinking bam's on that tip and it really depressed me oh see this is like the thing where it's like oh what's going on it's a dream it's another dream you're within five dreams <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get out of the seventh dream get back to the sixth and go left Oh, yeah, this, I was gonna say, I didn't want to look like an idiot at the the beginning of this, but I wanted to say, so this movie and Total Recall are the same thing, right? Cause he, he goes to, (laughs) no, but surprisingly, it's clearly, barely, no. He signs a contract to, um, erase his memories or to like shut off his, his memories. 
but they're he coming. He's stuck in. They like essentially he had this crazy like facial like think fuck up, and he's he's been stuck. He, like they ha- he's cryogenically frozen. He he got the experimental reconstructive surgery. That's real. No. But what? How did his face get fucked up? That car crash. So the car crash was real. Real. But is it? Dude, I don't or even, is it all? I don't even know anymore. So he's in. He's his mind is still active when it's not supposed to be in some like cryo state. Yeah. So like this is all just like a weird cryo state dream, and it's him like essentially creating this wild story to try and wake himself up. Because he's like, no, it's like not even. It's not even that interesting. It's just like none of this. So this movie. Oh my god! Uh, what sixty percent of this movie didn't happen? This is what I'm saying. That sucks. Or hundred percent. He's in a tube, uh, like creating, like creating the Kurt Russell character to like be his own therapist to try and wake himself up because he's like dealing with his demons. Yeah, Sophia's not even a real person. Like she's Sophia. All the photo. Fo- yeah. Oof. Actually, this is kind of cool. Hey, kind of taking a turn. Oh, here's the drawing. Oh, yeah, that can't be a lie because he did it. She hit him with like a a book. Yeah. It's probably like whatever that book. It's probably like a helmet laying. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a it's like a Robert Maplethorpe like photography book that's like four hundred dollars and so. No, it's like it's it's like a fucking Led Zeppelin tour. Tour book with like any leave of its photos. It's definitely probably that. Cameron Diaz could get it though, huh? Yeah. Um, so the other so the other day my girlfriend asked me like like we were talking about the uh, friends episode where Ross has like the top five like passes mm-hmm, of course and so me and my girlfriend were talking and she was like well who would you put on yours and my answer is probably nobody because I imagine celebrities are fucking horrible to have sex with yeah it's like have you ever hooked up with somebody that's like entitled like that's like rude like that sucks. You, they give you. They give you nothing back. It's either, yeah, it's either like it's either a chore or they're like or they're like get ready to get your mind blown. <laughs> it kind of like, sucks. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, well, no, I'm just like chill. Can can you be present in the moment? Yeah, like, for sure. Like it's all. Yeah, it's very. It's either it's either like completely a chore or it's entirely Whoa. it's entirely like performative. So now Penelope Cruz is back. Yeah, because he's insane. This movie lost me again. Yeah, it's just like this indulgent like white guy thing. Did she just say it's real? Like you're supposed to after all this crap because a character Uh, says it's real. You're like, oh, cool, this is real. He's getting his dick wet. Oh, showing like a dude hump (laughs) is such a like unnecessary thing in a movie. He is moving too much. Like like, it's like he's like sliding like (laughs) essentially ten inches. (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> Tom Cruise has a 10 inch long dick. I think that's what they're trying to say is like, he's got a slide. Like, that's probably like a choice Tom Cruise made where he's like, hey, if I'm doing a sex scene, everybody's got to know I got a big dong, even if you can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my boner. So, oh no, which hot hot babe should I? (laughs) I know it sucks when it's the blonde hot babe. So losing your mind has to be the worst thing that's possible, right? Yeah, and it's really interesting because it's. um, I read an art an article where I mean the um. The weirdest thing that when they described like the weirdest thing about losing your mind is that it feels like you're you're not losing your mind. Yeah, you don't know. That's the it's like uh you know, if you think you're crazy you're not sort of thing. Like people that are actual crazy think everybody else is crazy. Yeah, That's like delusional, like paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah, it's like, so it's essentially like this, where you're like, "What? Yeah, like, what's? Why is everybody acting so weird?" Time to kill you. I need to kill you now. Imagine killing somebody while you're having sex with them. Woof! That would fuck you up. <laughs> I love Cameron Diaz is great at playing crazy. Yeah, for sure. She can do unhinged. So he kills her, and then he's like, I guess I'll take my wiener out of you now. Ugh, that's yeah, I weird. Guess that's the thing, huh? But like, for like, a, what if God was one of us is playing but again? Like for a split second, you're having sex with a dead person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for an instant. Like Tom Cruise is having sex with a dead person, right? Or yeah. is it, do you, do you think his D is in? For sure. Because he's in the moment. He's not, he's not, if you're going to kill somebody, you're not stopping to think, like, eh, oh, look at that. She's better, like, better take my, she's like, I love you. I better take my dick out as to not fuck a dead person. Like, I think you're, you're doing too, it. I think like, you're too in the moment. It's a weird conversation, <laughs> but he's doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's a very specific use case. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I would talk about this normally, though. So you're on top. You're on top of a bay, the bay. You're ramming her. Oh no! Oh no! The mole. He knows that mole all too well. Does he? Has this? Has this yeah. Mole oh, when you went to the bathroom. Um. So there was like a love scene between him and Penelope Cruz where he thought it was real. They were fucking on a couch. You saw her boobs, and he starts playing with her boobs, and he's like doing Wait, the animal boobs. Yeah. He like d- there's nudity in this movie. Yeah, and he does like an animal the. Armageddon animal cracker dance across her boots. I mean, you mean the Tom Cruise a sugar cracker, sugar packets from Days of Thunder? Yeah, he does that too. Um, and he sees the mole and he's like, "I love this mole," or some bullshit. He's like, "This mole is everything I love about you." So then, uh, so I guess. So when he saw the mole, if you if you left the movie for thirty seconds, <laughs> the most pivotal thirty <laughs> the mole, seconds. The mole holds no significance. So <laughs> Why for me you? watching this movie, I'm like, oh, he so he ran away because he's insane and he's scared of a mole. Yeah, he's like he kills her and then he looks and he's oh like God, he's like, oh, that mole's gross. I'm glad I killed her. Mm, I'll take another beer. I'm trying to get faded. 
So yeah, I mean, I think I think this movie is an interesting look at the idea of. Well, I think boring old white guys all wish that like the stories that they find. Uh, that they find the most compelling are like the idea of like movies like this where it's like oh he's going crazy like you know like a fight club vanilla sky or like whatever where it's essentially like you know like as you know as an old white guy myself like it's sort of like we are living in this dream world where the whole world is for us so we find stories like this compelling like or the matrix even where it's like all of a sudden like we're we're put in the shoes of somebody where the world is not working right for us anymore and we find that very compelling and interesting I mean, I don't personally, but, like, I guess that's, like, the whole thing is that it's, like, so, like, this thing, like, even the idea, like, the idea of going crazy, like, like, all of a sudden the world is not working for you is very, it's a scary thing to a lot of people, so I feel like that's probably why I like Tom Cruise and Cameron Crowe really, like, related to this movie where it's, like, imagine you're nuts and, like, the things that you think aren't real. So I guess now is a good time to bring up the thing I always bring up. Oh man, this movie is actually like humming along. We're towards the end. We're getting towards the end. I think we're getting towards like the big reveals and stuff. Um, so this movie is. So I think now is a good time to bring up. What's your thoughts on Tom Cruise specifically? His religious affiliations. So this movie doesn't really have any sort of Scientology. Well, I get it is about mental health, and they think yeah, that the reason sure. why people go crazy is because Angrams. Get your Angrams. Is because you have aliens in your blood. Yeah. You know what's crazy about Michael Shannon? He's in Groundhog Day. Uh, he's a cop, right? Uh, or no, he's like the newlywed. Yeah, he's the newlywed. Yeah. How crazy is that? He's been an actor for like so long. He's so cool. And I love his like, weird voice. He's just been like a weird B actor for like forever. And then now he's like finally sort of famous. Yeah. He's like famous how you want to be famous where nobody gives a shit about you on the street. Really? He's I like, mean, to be fair, he was the villain in Superman. So yeah, but he's like a uh, fast bender or whatever, where it's like, if you saw Michael Fassbender, you'd be like, cool. But like some, some lady in Ohio, if saw him walking down the street, wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, just, oh my God. Your face is really weird. Looking. <laughs> um, so Tom Cruise is. An insane millionaire where he thinks that there's aliens in his blood that are making him crazy. Yeah. If Scientology... All right. If Scientology didn't prey upon poor people, didn't Just take people... prey upon poor well, people. Because you can't, you can't be a Scientologist and be poor. It, they make low-level people give them all their money for the classes and for the upgrades and shit. Um... Well, it's they make, like they make the Scientology. Like, Scientology it's, it's is a like, very expensive religion. Scientology is like being into the Fast and Furious, where like Fast and Furious is a movie made for just regular ass people that gets them addicted. This is a weird stretch. Gets them addicted to like car culture and building cars like that are ultra expensive. So you give all your money away trying to build a hooked up Honda Civic, but you have a piece of shit Honda Civic. Does that make sense? <laughs> That's super stupid. <laughs> All right, forget that. Anyway, if Scientology 
didn't have the inevitable oh, shit about religion. I remember you from my dreams inside of my dreams. <laughs> if Scientology didn't have the inevitable... Oh, that's Alicia Witt. Hell yeah. Who's Alicia Witt? She's like a 90s actress. I know, she was I just in... Um, but you're acting like, oh, everyone knows Alicia Witt. Was she on like Firefly or some bullshit? No, that I, she, I think about. she was in like uh, 10 Things I Hate About You or something. Yeah, I, well, no, I remember her from the 90s, but... Well, I love the 90s. If... Okay. If Scientology didn't have the inevitable thing about religion where, like, low-level people get fucked over to help the top-level people... I mean, yeah, that's true. Well, then I would be like, cool, don't give a shit. Do whatever you want. Be into science. They're not into science. They think aliens are in their blood. Like, ancient well, be aliens. Be into science fiction. Or whatever. Maybe it's real. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Maybe it's real. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> How do you know? Maybe it's real is the greatest answer to that. Oh, Tilda Swinton. Man, they got all, like, they got, literally all, this is wall to wall. Yeah. Stars before they broke. Well, I mean. I think she was broken by this point. And Kurt Russell. <laughs> He's yeah. like ultra famous. <laughs> before they broke. You know, Tilda Swinton, Kurt Russell. Before he broke into near, near retirement. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Never mind. She have a bunch of hot sauce behind her. <laughs> I was just thinking the same exact thing. This is like she has like a mini kitchen in her office because she's too lazy to go to the commissary. Yeah, I was like, I was just thinking that and I was like, that's a really weird set dressing. Yeah. What's up? That's like that's like the, yeah, that's like She's the, giving the giving the character some depth, like that's like the set designer taking a little too many liberties. No, that's like Cameron Crowe being like, Hey, this lady may be a rigid suit, but her actual thing is she's really an artisanal hot sauce, and when she gets lunch, she brings it back up to her office and dresses it up. Yeah, no, that's like Cameron Crowe coming to set, and then the, and then the, and then he's like, "What's up with all those hot sauces?" And the set designer's like, "I did a little backstory on." on this <laughs> set designer's and like, like, "I love it. That's stupid, self indulgent, perfect for this movie." It's it. The set Damn. designer's like, "She loves hot sauce. She loves hot sauce, but she's such a busy lady that she like you know." She she eats at her desk a lot because she's constantly working. And <laughs> she doesn't have a cabinet. She's for a bit it, of a workaholic. She doesn't have a mini fridge. Yeah. She takes all her hot sauces out and just leaves them. Cameron Crowe's like, "That's stupid. It makes no sense." Also, this is a conference room. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Why are all those hot sauces there? And the office is like dope. Like, there's like a touch. There's like a sixty-inch touchscreen tablet, and then a bunch of hot sauce. I love the death in animation. You're dead now. <laughs> you're dead now. <laughs> and you're dead now. <laughs> oh, look at your dead guy. Oh, not anymore. So now would you No, I know you're gonna say no. What? Cryogenic freezing? Yeah. No, never in a million years. Just let me fucking By die. the way, who thought that that was the turn this movie was gonna <laughs> Have you ever read the books, um the graphic novels, uh Met what is it called? Metro Transmetropolitan. Trans- Transmetropolitan. Yes. So there's a really, I read uh, three of them, I think, and there's a really cool um, facet of the story that's like people that wake up after cryogenic freezing, like whatever, 200 years after the fact, and right. are, their lives, they cannot deal with it. And I always think about that, that like, you can't deal with it. Imagine if you went to sleep for a year and woke up and there was like, Oh, by the way, iPhones are watches now. You'd be like, what the fuck? How did that happen? And that's just one dumb little thing. Um, it's a good point. 
Oh, that graphic's cool. On trend. <laughs> it's pretty on trend. It's a great hero. Great hero image. Um, um, I'm terrified at the concept of dying. Yeah, of course. So I think I would probably want to get cryogenically frozen. All right, man. If you want to get real trippy, like how you were talking about, um, like the gas, that letting go, same fucking thing with cryogenic freezing. You go in that chamber and they're like, all right, we're going to put you to sleep now. That's just fucking dying. But you, that's, yeah, it's, it's it, with the little caveat it, that you might wake up when the tech, cause all right, the way that cryogenic freezing as it stands now, they don't have the technology to wake you up. They don't they do know not, how. To, and then it's, and, and actually the concept of cryogenically freezing is it actually destroys all of your cells because they freeze and all the water inside of them. Yeah. So all your cells burst. Yeah. So like you're essentially like killing yourself. So when you wake up, you melt because all your cells reconstruct well, themselves. Like those cells, like, so it's like they would have to, inv- they, yeah, they would need to create a thing that makes it. The real, I've like, um, I but I am scared. I'm super scared of dying, so that sounds awesome. And it's like, it, it, it would be like, if I'm dying, that would be a way for me not to deal with dying. If you, yeah, if, all right, if cryogenic freezing was, uh, a guarantee that it works fine, everything's fine, it's like essentially as foolproof as like flying at this point. Yeah. I would do it, but I would only do it for. Oh! No, it happened. I would do it for like 10 years. Like I'd freeze myself for like 10 years, wake up, live a little bit more, see if it's cool. He's losing his mind. Who even knows what's real anymore? Oh, he pissed Michael Shannon off. Michael Shannon's going to. He realizes now he's in some pot or whatever. With his fucked up face. Right. Like, till this one is an AI program or whatever that went, that is in his, was sent by the company to communicate him to let him know that he's actually in a pod. Screaming tech support. What a great turn of the millennial, <laughs> turn of the millennial like, thing to have happen. I need my IT guy. I like the, I actually do like the just of, the juxtaposition of uh, Beach Boys over that. But, so their lucid dreams are so terrible that, like, you uh, kill somebody in them and then, like, wake up and shit. Like, But he did kill her. That's why he's in the lucid dream. No, he never killed her. Oh, my God, dude. I'm so lost. <laughs> so, he basically, his face got fucked up and then... In the car wreck. In the car wreck. That actually happened. That actually happened. So the turn is the car wreck. Yeah. Everything that happened before the car wreck is real life. I do. I am remembering this correctly. I'm trying to like do it differently. And then so instead of dealing with it, he froze himself. Well, maybe because he did the the cryogenic freezing under such like traumatic circumstances. This is just like his lucid dream. Right. Maybe other people it's are like just your chilling. Lucid dreams fucking suck. Yeah. If this happened to you, what would you hope that your lucid dream is like? Just my current life. I love my life. Like 
<laughs> I don't like, like va- that's the reason why I don't up like your, vacation. Picking up your mail and get, like having to deal with like your renter's insurance and shit. Dude, Hell yeah, dude, I love my renter's insurance. It's so fucking cheap. Uh, yeah, I think if I had the lucid dream, it would be like, it, yeah, my life would be the same except no bullshit, which is so boring. I wouldn't. It's just like I literally have such minimal bullshit in my life. Oh, so this is where they're explaining it. So this is the splice, as they call it. Sure. A lucid dream. Who is that guy? The English guy. He's He's, like an actor. He's from, he's like a Nick Cave type. He's from something. So like all of it, like, so from that point on, it's all. Yeah. Open your eyes. Ooh. So that makes sense where it's like, so, so then like, that's why it's like all, this is what, the, basically they're explaining the concept of this corny ass movie where it's like, that's why like, there's all these like weird pop culture references and stuff and like what he's doing is because it's all fake and it's based on his memories. Right. Vanilla skies. Yeah, you might say it's as sweet as vanilla. And then you killed her, which is like really weird. Why did that happen in your dream? An album cover. <laughs> Kurt Russell's so cool. Kurt Russell's playing Atticus Fitch. That's so tight. That's his mom? Or it's supposed to be his mom? No. Oh. Whatever. So it's like, this is what they're doing. It's like, stu- it's like, it's like literally like they're explaining why they're like, why this movie was stupid and something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to do you a solid and just like tie it all up. <laughs> Don't you get it? They were all red herrings. Whoa, tell me everything, man. They really are telling you everything. Tell me everything. How did I not understand this movie? They tell you everything. I think I just forgot, or I'm really dumb. So, but how do you think Tom Cruise is doing in this movie? As an actor? Yeah. Fantastic. He's he's taken something that's like really dumb and added some life to it. I don't think so. My thing with Tom Cruise, I think every movie that wait. Tom, so now they're explaining what uh, really happened. <laughs> I love how enthralled I got in this movie all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean it's the part where you actually care why you watched it. He's telling him his feelings. Because they erased it all from his brain or whatever. This movie's Total Recall. Just watch Total Recall. I found you on the internet. Remember that thing? <laughs> I found you on Alta Vista. <laughs> <laughs> life ex- <laughs> geosities.com slash re- re- life experience. <laughs> With the dancing baby. Make sure to scroll down and check out our hit counter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Roasted. Old internet.
<laughs> I remember being so fucked up with pills. <laughs> he is a great oh, actor, man. Fuck, yeah. this, fuck people who don't like Tom Cruise. Who doesn't like... I, all right. So um, I have whatever the theory that like if you hate something, it's because you actually really love it. And I think that people that don't fuck with Tom Cruise are just like scared to be into somebody so famous. They're just boring. Oh, he did. Ki- he killed himself. Oh, he took a bunch of uh, yeah, took a bunch of pills. That's the way to go, man. All all fucked up. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Living the dream. Put that on my tombstone. Living the dream. I want an exact replication of this for my memorial. Do you still want Johnny Galecki? What the fuck? He's been in this movie. He was like his assistant. Oh, um, do you still want uh? Put a candle in the window to play? No, like whatever's happening right here, including those Tom Cruise circa 2001 photos. <laughs> and live in the dream? Live in the dream. Yeah, I don't have a lot of money, so when you die and I'm taking care of your funeral, you're getting an 8 by 10 of Tom Cruise that says <laughs> live in the dream you're on just, it. You're just going to put the poster from Vanilla Sky where it says Tom Cruise Vanilla Sky. <laughs> I just, I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to roll it up and put it in a, in a box with you. <laughs> Throw it in the ground. Ah, uh, she really loved you, but you were dead. This is very interesting. Oh, she too. went to go look for him, and he was—he felt spurned, and so he killed himself. Damn, that's fucked up. That's the biggest tragedy of all. The song is so cool. What song is this? Oh, is this a Sigur Ross song? No. It's, um... It's like a 90s song. It's like Blur or something. I don't know. Blur's another blind spot for me. I know. I know like two Blur. I know the Universal and Song too. Remember that? <laughs> that was a famous song? That song was fucking dope. It was in the Starship Troopers. Uh, Hell yeah. Starship <laughs> Troopers is so tight. I wish we watched that. It was in the Starship Troopers. There's so many movies I wish we watched instead of Vanilla Sky, <laughs> but we're watching Vanilla Sky and it's almost over. Yeah, this is it. This is the end. I have to pee pretty bad. Yeah, how do people do um podcasts and not pee all the time? Like they never. Li- <laughs> I could run. That was a really awkward <laughs> run out. <laughs> hey. But he's making up Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell's not real. I didn't know if there was some like no, yeah, because all that shit happens after the fact where he goes into therapy. I like this shit though. The cr- like the crux of this movie is like, you gotta deal with your fucking bullshit, dude. Well, no, so it's like, so if he jumps off the roof, he wakes up. No, if he jumps off the roof, he goes into the back into the lucid dream where he doesn't remember any of this. Like he doesn't know it, and he's back in his like lucid perfect world. Ah. So basically, the whole point of this movie is it's like all the shit that's happening was it was like his lucid dream fucked up. It was like a computer error. Right. And so they're like, dude, if you jump off this roof right now, like. It's a, it's like a, sh- a showing of faith that you want us to do, like, fix the dream. Right. What's he going to do?
if he doesn't jump, he just stays in this. If he doesn't jump, he's just like in this weird lucid dream or whatever. But you know, so he should fucking jump. He obviously is in a lucid dream. Like Jason Lee just showed up. He, yeah, I thought I forgot that he killed himself, so he can't wake up and go back to reality. So why would you stay in this dumb dream? Right. Go to the good. Go one. to the cool one. Then to me, this is a complete non-issue. But is Kurt Russell He's been saying, asleep for like 153 years or something crazy like that too? Is Kurt Russell saying like if you do this, they're going to shut you off to like? I don't know. Kurt Russell's like something weird or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a setup. It's a setup. (laughs) It's all metaphors. It's all fake. So at the end, they are saying you don't know what's real. I really have to pee. I gotta go. All right. You're going to miss the very end. What? Kurt Russell doesn't know. Dude, he just fucking fucked him up with some knowledge. Is Kurt Russell a bad guy? I'm so confused. I'm real. Whoa. Kurt Russell's playing it unhinged right now. I wonder it I wonder if they made that fake water on the roof. Or if that's real. Was Cameron Crow like we have to shoot now. It just rained. There's water on the roof. Now I'm the most thing I'm most concerned about is the stand on my couch. Yeah, because you spilled chicken wings on it last night. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, it was my fault. <laughs> gotta get that you gotta get that resolved, dog. So what you missed is the guy was like, the English guy was like, hey, if you think it's the seven dwarves, Kurt Russell, what are their names? Kurt Russell didn't know. Ah. Uh. So he's fake. So he's in this computer simulation. And he and it was kind of fucked up because Kurt Russell didn't know. And Kurt Russell just goes, I'm real. I'm real. <laughs> but he's not. I swear. Yeah, he thinks he's real. It's really sad. Imagine being like told you're fake. So, so you, I know you and Jim, your brother Jim, have talked pretty thoroughly about the the simulation theory. Yeah, and Jim's really scared about it. And in his prime example of why the simulate, like why, so the simulation theory is that there's like we can't prove that the world is not fake. Yeah, and Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of just said. The world is probably a simulation of somebody. Yeah. And so I remember I explained like the whole theory to my brother and he goes, yeah, that makes sense. Like, how does Shazam work? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get what he's saying, but he said it in way too direct a way. (laughs) Like, that's Jim's example of like this guy. It's got to be fake. Like Shazam. How does that even work? (laughs) (laughs) How does Shazam work? And then when I told him Shazam has been around since the early 2000s. Oh, I bet you a million bucks he's going to stay seeing another life when we're both cats. <laughs> That's him really trying to get that meme going. It never works. So this yep. is a Sigur song. 
The early 2000s, man, there was nothing cooler than Cigarettes. I know. Explosion in the Sky, Cigarettes and Godspeed, you black emperor. Just like. If you were feeling some heavy emotions, but you didn't want anybody to say it. I mean, do you, uh, Cameron Crowe beat, uh, Wes Anderson to the cigarettes like for the cathartic moment for sure, dude. It's such cathartic music. Told he you, did it. told you, dog, told you. I'm such a screenwriter at heart. Oh, he's about to it. leap into that vanilla sky. Yeah, boom. Oh, oh. moment of doubt. Oh my god, here it is. This is it. <laughs> vanilla sky. There it is. Vanilla Sky, brah. What a dumb movie. (laughs) (laughs) Super dumb. Well, this is cool, though. I'm super scared of um, dying by falling off something. Yeah, I really... I I am scared of heights. I'm not scared of heights. Um, I am because I'm scared of falling off. Oh, look at this. So this is like the beautiful pop culture montage. Your whole life. Is Is this movie a meditation on media? It's all about like magazines and like old movies and rock and roll. His life is lived through possessions of like rock and roll and like art. A lot of these are actually like Cameron Crowe's own Super 8 footage. Oh, Cameron Crowe's an asshole. (laughs) What? What happened? It might be a little self-indulgent. Dude, fade to white. Fade to white. Just like um, open your eyes. Tom Cruise is baby blue. Boom. There it is. And then here's the Vanilla Sky song that Paul McCartney wrote for this movie. So I have a huge gripe. With, well, it's not huge. I don't really give a shit. But I don't like when um movies, like big time movies, like they did it with the Hunger Games with that Lord song. Like they have somebody write a song and bury it in the credits so it can get um nominated for an Oscar. Well, actually, no. That's not how it can get nominated for an Oscar because if it plays over the credits, it can't be nominated for an Oscar. I thought it had to be, it has to play for, it has to it be, can't it, be, it, it has to be in the first two minutes of the credits. It can't be in the back half of the credits. No, it has to be in the movie. Oh. So like that Lord song probably played, oh, that was kind of cool. Like it faded to the vanilla sky. That's not vanilla. It's purple. Purple sky. Uh, <laughs> this movie is purple sky. Um, yeah, because it was like, that was the whole thing where it was like the wrestler Everyone was claiming that was the reason why the wrestler didn't get nominated because it was on the credit. It was like it played in during the credits of the wrestler. Also, it's probably because the wrestler is not that very good of a song. Wait, what song at the end of the wrestler? The wrestler is like Bruce Springsteen does a song called oh, the wrestler, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is literally sure. just like him. Be, it's like it's very close and to this where it's just like the wrestler, like much like this is just like vanilla sky. <laughs> Where you're like, oh yeah, when I asked you oh, to like, uh, when I asked you to uh, write a song for my movie, I didn't mean like literally like just say the movie like over a, and over, <laughs> <laughs> like a theme song from a TV show from the 1960s. Tom Cruise, what's going on? And there's a vanilla <laughs> sky. You'll see at the end. You just did. It's happening right now. Sophie Serrano. All right, so this is uh, dude. Kurt Russell's name was just McCabe. Yeah. So no, no first name for him. So we're at the end of Vanilla Sky, and uh, how did you feel about Vanilla Sky? Sucked. Actually, <laughs> it was really cool. 
I don't know. I'm so of two minds about it where I'm like, if I sat down, if I, if I got stoned and watched this movie, I guarantee you I could be like, this movie is brilliant. <laughs> but I don't know I, right now that, I'm but... like, this is stupid. And I think I think it's like a really great like kind of almost time capsule movie too, where you're like, oh, this like this is like such like a quintessential like 2000 movie. It's kind of effective in that respect because Cameron Crowe is like trying to inject all his like time capsuled pop culture memories into it. Yeah, where it's like the cool the like the idea that like you have a really your really cool song is Sigur Ross and like Radiohead and shit like that. The song rolls. What song is this? I don't know. It's in, uh, it's an old song. I think it's like, um, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, no, no, it's not. All right. So, yeah, that was great. <laughs> That's <was> cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're at the end. Uh, the movie kind of sucked. It was a bit of a bummer. It's kind of a drag for the most of it, and yeah. then it just like makes a really weird turn that doesn't really make sense, and the whole movie doesn't make sense. And uh, it's not fun. It was. It was. It made a lot of money. Really, but like people didn't like it. Tom Cruise was a fucking money machine. It was, yeah, it was like 2000s. it was one of those things where people went and saw it just because Tom Cruise was in it. But it was it's a bit of a footnote with these like kind of like two major directors and actors' careers. It's like people don't really remember Vanilla Sky that much. Sort of the same deal with Eyes Wide Shut. Talent maker John Bryan. No, that's not the same John Bryan. Um, what is a talent maker? I have no idea. It's cool. Um, it's like the disruptor. In the Matrix, in the, this is how boring Vanilla Sky is. I'm about to talk about the Matrix credits. The Matrix credits have an entire thing that's just bullet time unit. Yeah, it invented a new thing. And they had like they had like a whole like there was a whole block that was just for the bullet time. Unit. Yet again, watched another fucking making of on HBO of the Matrix where they were like, we got it's before it came out. And they're like, we got this new shit. It's called bullet time. It's so it's dope. fucking crazy. We had to film it with like 60 cameras and splice all the footage together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what, 12? So I was like, this is crazy. All right. So that's it. You want to say anything? Don't watch this. Watch The Matrix. <laughs> watch The Matrix instead. Vanilla Sky, written and performed by Paul McCartney. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, you want to promote anything? Salisbury? I thought Salisbury Hill was spelled like Salisbury Steak. No, Salisbury. It's like, Do I want to promote anything? No, I don't want to promote anything. Yeah. Listen to the Tom and Terry podcast. It's pretty rad. Um, yeah, so we're at the end here. Uh, Ooh, there was a U2 song that I missed. Oh, do you? You should start a podcast that's just about you two, even though there they is a very that. popular YouTube podcast. <laughs> it should be all right. In that's the, how good, in the nature of you talking. I kind of like the, what they're doing with this background. These like really slow gradient changes. It looks like a um like Denver, the last dinosaur, or something. Look at look at all of the like the, the scenes from Betty Boop. Like all of the like copyright things they have to oh, show. Late night with Conan O'Brien. I miss that. Painting by Ralph Bakshi. Oh, who did that painting? Which one is he talking about? Whatever. Big time sensuality performed by Bjork. Look at all the things that like they had to like clear, clip together. Maxim Magazine. 
Hell yeah. Because they're making fun of Maxim Magazine. I totally had a Maxim Magazine subscription. That was what's cool about being a kid when we All were right. kids. <laughs> that's the last thing, Maxim Magazine. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Ryan. Bye.